Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or Stock Twits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Yeah. Good morning. Vietnam. What is up, K-Nut? Not too much. The temperature is up 110. Is it that much today? Yeah. Oh, that's right now. Brutal. All I have on is baby powder and pants. No underwear. Just I just keep pouring baby powder down there. Thank you for sharing. Oh, are we on? Are we live? Oh yes, we are. Right. Always live. Well, that's a free tip for the readers, listeners, yeah. the yeah. children listening. So we are getting a because the panic had subsided. We are now entered FOMO, which is fear of missing out. People yes. are going bonkers to buy stocks. Right. Them kids, the youths. And uh, the very first panic with friends with Jim O'Shaughnessy, because I wanted to have a calm voice. It was March 10th. The VIX was rising to 90. Uh, turned out we were two weeks from a bottom, so it was a good time to, to start panic with friends. Oh, yeah. And Jim was a really calm voice, and we had a good cock. The connection wasn't great, so I wanted to give it a second shot. And what mm-hmm. a better! And when we left that episode, I was like, you know, maybe next time we talk, it'll be frothy with friends. Today, we have literally hit froth, and it's been three months. Mm-hmm. So who better to come on to talk about the reverse of panic, which is the fear of missing out? Jim O'Shaughnessy, we're going to get him on the phone. Yeah, um, SecFi first, maybe. Yeah, SecFi our sponsors. Uh, I'm a biased investor, Social Leverage. Our firm is a biased investor in the company. So this episode is brought to you by SecFi. They are the first pre-wealth management platform for startup employees and shareholders. A lot of my listeners have stock options and startup shares that are just sitting or won't become liquid anytime soon. So if you need help exercising these stock options or getting cash against your stock, SecFi is the best option. If you're young and work for a rocket ship, you have a responsibility to take care of your pre-wealth. Don't bury your head in the sand and do nothing with your equity. That is the worst decision. So whether you're looking to secure cash to exercise your options, diversify your assets, or buy your dream house, SecFi is here to ensure that your company's success also becomes yours. To find out more, go to www.secfi.com. That's S-E-C-F-I.com. Let's get Jim on the phone. Mr. Linzon. That is correct. And Mr. Jensen. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. It's been 90 days. I miss Jim. Wow, 90 days, really? 90 days, well, 87. You were first guest. We didn't have a great connection. It was a great episode, but it was, it was, we didn't, we were children then. 90 days ago. We were children of the panic. Now we're veterans of the FOMO. (laughs) And we haven't changed at all. We haven't changed. We had literally, when we talked in the panic, I was like, you know, maybe next time we'll do a show when there's froth. Fucking 90 days, Jim. What the hell's going on? Tell me. (laughs) What's going on is... The, the, the fed goes, they really did. You think it's, it's, you think it's as simple as that? I do. Wow. I, I, I think that, um, the, the lesson don't fight the fed, uh, is an old one. 
Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, they, they, they are buying everything that's not nailed down. It's so obvious, right? And they're doing it at like oh, 3 p.m., 3.30. They're yeah, doing like sloppy It's crazy. Shit. It's, it's it's really crazy. It's so amateurish and sloppy. And I know. And I'm not you know, fighting it. Thank up, God I'm not a bearish person. Well, right. I mean, yeah, to be a, a, a principled bear right now, you know, <laughs> I think of guys like, who, you know, they've got the, they've got everything nailed, right? And, and it doesn't It was matter. a perfect storm to dance in the streets on our faces. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. It's worse than it was in, in March, to be honest, because you have a, you have a limp economy. And oh, yeah. You have this, this, this kind of zombie behavior where, should I ask for unemployment? Like you got, even my son is like, eh, I'll do it. Like, screw yeah. them. Like, I'll, I'll file. Yeah. Hey, listen, you, you want to change somebody's behavior? Change the incentives. Change the incentives. Yeah, that's my hashtag. I'm all for change. <laughs> <laughs> you changed mine. Mine got changed. Mine was all about travel, right? Like, I didn't think. I was hoping. But now I feel like I'm in no rush to travel. I like to see my friends in New York, but, like, I don't think we're ready. Like, I think I think the country is just kind of skated by this one. Like, yeah. We did a good job of doing our social distancing, but nobody really told us anything. I don't feel yeah. any smarter. And I've been trying right. to be smarter. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult, uh, especially given uh, given all the information that's getting tossed at people. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of people who, you know, I have never, that I've known for decades, uh, just like, you know, I'm out folding and not out of the market, just just out of the, you know, be, be dispassionate, uh, understand what you can and can't change, and you know, kind of crumpling into these little balls of rage. Yeah, I'm not rage. I'm silliness still, luckily. Yeah, but, me too. But I am enraged at the sloppiness. But I, oh, I, I'm well, not yeah. going to short the it's, market because I'm enraged. I'm going to just participate in the sloppiness and I'm not looking forward to what's on the other side of this. Well, you know, that's the thing. And you know, my, my shtick, it's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. I and don't when, know. and when, and when you, when you make that your mantra, right. Mm. You basically, you, you basically say, okay, well, what, what are the base rates? What, what does history tell me? Right. Mm-hmm. And you go all the way back to the founding of the New York Stock Exchange in the late 1700s, and it's positive 71% of the time, mm-hmm. negative 29, right? So mm-hmm. the, the base rates say, okay, in, in the absence of you having superior knowledge, what you want to do, in, in my case, is you, you want to find strategies that, that uh, also have great batting averages, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then let them work. Mm-hmm. This was a great time for quant. As bad as March looked, would you say this has been the moment of quants? So I don't know. I mean, you know, the the problem with uh, a lot of quant stuff in markets where the Fed is buying things that just, you know, literally, like I said, that aren't nailed down, right? Um, They're buying a lot of junk, too. Right. So if, w- w- mercifully, we're a long only show. Got it. Right. That's what I meant uh, in a way. Like quant should be long only, in my opinion. It's like because if it's 79 percent versus 71 versus 29 percent. Yeah. No, I know. That's if, exactly right. So so I am just I, I have trained myself to to just look at odds and probabilities. And, you know, it's not exciting, but it certainly gets the job done.
And so you were saying for quants, why is it not, you're not, the, the jury's out? So, so um, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've been re- reviewing journals, right? And I've kept journals since I was 19. And, and one of the, one of the things that I really noted what I was writing about during the internet bubble, right? Was mm-hmm. uh, valuations ultimately matter in the stock market. It might take a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but ultimately they matter. Well, you know, in environments like these, it takes an awful long time for valuations to matter. And, and I worry a little bit because we have a really good window into what happens by looking at Japan, right? Uh, the, the, the idea of these zombie companies who should be dead, right? But they are still alive and they're alive because of the monetary policy and you know that it it eventually comes around but you know you're you you're giving a lot of lessons to say new people in the market right uh that are really bad lessons for them yeah i i've been watching barstool and i'm like i know if he stayed at this for three years he's going to be a great trader Right, he's, but he's he's learning on a playing field that is absurd. Yeah, absolutely, and and he's learning all the wrong lessons. Don't but, know if he's learning the long lessons because it's a supply demand game, and he's he's fading Buffett. Like it's funny, but I can't tell if he's learning the the, the lessons. I think he could be doing better with a mentor. I mean, he's just yeah, slinging. So, so yeah, so so I see the whole thing as just a a brilliant marketing experience. Oh, you know. And I, I watch in Marvel because A, he's funny, right? Funny. And and B, he seems to be pretty authentic. <laughs> he can't not be. You can't fake it. No, you really can't. You cannot fake that level. Uh, if you could, then you're then well, you're, you'd be a professional it, actor, and yeah, exactly, you would yeah. have to be. Yeah, right. So I I I I am really entertained. And and that's where I leave it, right? It's kind that's of like, where I leave wow, it. he's he's very very funny guy. But as a professional gambler, to me, he knows that professional gambling is dumb. So therefore, if you can develop an edge, in, where I believe you can develop an edge in the market, especially against other people, because you're really right. just trading against other people. I think if he yep. committed to it, he'd be a hell of a trader. Yeah, and he'd yeah. probably well, give up sports, saying sports is for idiots. Like I don't know what the hell those guys are going to be feeling when they go on the floor. I have no edge. <laughs> Unless some, well, you know, they're they're apparently Patrick knows a guy uh, who makes a ton of money. Of course, uh, there's a few people. Yeah, but but I think his gig is is horse racing. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's professional sports. No, but what I'm saying is seventy one twenty nine. So yeah, any yeah, smart yeah, yeah. person is going to realize that edge. Plus, he can move the markets. Oh, not, that, not that he's going to cheat, and you have the Fed. So if he got the proper mentoring, he would he would just put himself in the right things. He happened to get into airlines, which is the perfect idea for a fucking dumb Fed, just buying <laughs> stocks. You know, the most right. leveraged things do best. So so <laughs> yeah. that's the bad lesson. He doesn't know why he's doing so well, but those are actually exactly. the right stocks to buy in a zombie economy. Right. And 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 then when 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 some degree of of price discovery returns to the market, yeah, 
ouch, watch out below. Well, it's so funny because I hung up with you in March and the price discovered me was Zillow, like companies that just, I knew were great brands, Zillow, Starbucks, Nike. Yeah, yeah. right. And those have now, and they were the first to bottom, but now they've just lagged as price discovery kind of doesn't matter. Right. And the Fed's indiscriminately buying. And I have no idea when price discovery will matter. And I've joined the party with Boeing and some other things, but like, I don't know what, like I'm, literally laughing at myself and I can't bring myself to get fully, this is where quant would help me. I can't bring myself to get fully long because, right. because it makes no sense to me because I don't right. know. Right. Well, you know, one of the things as I've uh, told you in the past, right, is that the, the beauty of quant in, in my eyes is kind of threefold, you mm -hmm. know? So, so number one is it absolutely short circuits uh, all of the behavioral biases mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't, it doesn't let you, right. I've said often, you know, if, if I allowed an override, I would be just as <laughs> uh, screwed up and, and guilty as everybody else, right. Yeah. We're human beings. We can't yeah. stop it. Yeah. The second thing that quant does is it, it, it is anti-narrative, uh -huh. meaning that you often find yourself in a bunch of positions Two examples, right? So, so a small growth strategy that we used, you know, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and still used, by the way, but uh, picked up a bunch of tiny steel companies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had our, our meeting, and everybody's kind of looking at each other and saying, okay, what the hell is going on? Why is a growth strategy buying steel companies? I mean, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and there was no narrative to support it, none. And then I don't know how many months later and how much, you know, they, they soared, they, they, they just knocked it out of the park. And then of course, all the stories start appearing about, Oh, you know what? China's building the equivalent of one Boston every month. And then you go, aha, <laughs> there's, there's why we, uh, why all those steel companies showed up. So, so it, it also short circuits another one of our, you know, like our most programmed into our brains uh, need for narrative, right? And and same as on the other side, uh, when the internet bubble was in full force, I wrote a piece, you know, in 99, a year early, let's be clear. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was called, you know, the internet contrarian. And, you know, I essentially said, uh, okay, the when price discovery kicks in, and I didn't know it would be Jack Willoughby over at Barron's uh, igniting it with his burn rate article, but you know it was it, it made no sense. And when the numbers don't make sense, ultimately they do. <laughs> yeah, we can't predict what's on page ten, but it it, it feels like it's we're so close to a page ten event. But there's no event. Yeah. I just think it's just the professionals just pull the carpet out for a few days and scare the bejesus out of people. I I, I don't I don't know anymore. I, I I thought I knew in March. I loved VIX eighty, VIX ninety. I didn't. I wasn't thrilled. It's nerve wracking, but I I didn't mind that positioning. I don't know right. what the hell's going on today. I, right. I, I can't I can't get a handle on what's happening. But like you yeah. said, the simple rule is it's obvious the Fed. So in a, in a world of the Fed, will they does does this will they lean off of this or is it just or is it just going to be relentless until the election? 
So, you know, if you were to guess on one thing, yes, well, you know, my standard response, Howard, I don't know. I I mean, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, 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 there are, there are reasons for, for them doing, going down both roads, right? There are reasons for them to just keep, uh, keep uh, buying everything that's not nailed down, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they're, they're the ones that caused this economic, not, not the Fed. But the government, they're the ones who caused this economic uh, catastrophe. And so, you know, it, unless they were just incredibly um, uh, tin-eared, they, they realized that they got to do at least some things to fix it, right? right? And so, yeah, so you could definitely make the case for and until things calm down, they just keep doing what they're doing. The other, the other hand, right, is uh, it's a – there's a mixture of political beliefs out there Mm -hmm. and um you know it would be easy for someone who uh, wanted to see joe biden as president to start making a case that the fed is acting politically and not um not fairly and and you know the them saying huh okay we'll we'll stop buying let's see how you guys like that yeah uh so i don't know i don't know the um and 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 you have you still been locked down? Or are you going back uh, and forth? Well, yeah, work? yeah, no, I. So we are, uh, but we're lucky because uh, we have to take care of my wife's ninety-three-year-old mother, who you know, literally, if she gets COVID, she dies. Okay, so she's with uh, you. Be- yeah, but she's not physically with us in the house. She has an apartment in Stanford. Okay, uh, so so. I go back and forth from there because we bring her over here for dinner and, and Patrick and Lauren and the kids come because they were under really stringent lockdown as well. So for us, it's a bit more lucky in that, you know, we still see family. My grandkids come over here all the time and, and you know, it's, so it doesn't feel like, so, you know, trapped. Like I have a poor nephew who lives on 12th street in Manhattan and you know, it's not a huge apartment. And he's alone, and that's got that's not good. Yeah, Matt, we, we had the same thing. It's like you know, he wasn't for the first sixty days. We were like, dude, you're not quarantined, so we can't see us. That you know, got to be careful. But right. now, it, it, I think it was hard on these kids. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially I mean, New York. Oh, exactly. I mean, you want the perfect uh, uh, recipe for for depression and or a variety of other mental uh, issues. We, mm-hmm. we got it. Right. And I, I've been saying that to people for, you know, the last month and, and people just don't naturally grasp that. But, you know, not many people read the DSM just for fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have predicted, first of all, New York was behaving so well. Mm-hmm. And that's the weird thing, too, is Super the trigger. Weird. Like it was just so well behaved for two months during the lockdown. Oh, yeah. Yes. And shocking to me, by the way, I, I'm just like, wow, this well, the, is the this same is thing. Weird. I was like, oh, what is the looting in the first two months? I'm like, if they're going to loot, this would be the perfect time. And then COVID ends or not semi ends and the looting begins. Well, so what's interesting is uh, I've been I, I uh, over the when this all began, I, I had prior to this, um, I had modeled out um you know, what, what happens when we get information cascades in a panicked, uncertain environment. And, 
And so as you look down the decision tree, there is a big box that I labeled exogenous event. Okay. Right. I didn't know what it was going to be. Right. Right. Turned out to be a, a killing Black of Black. an innocent guy. Yeah. Right. But in your, in uh, your town, Minnesota. I know. Believe me, I know. And it's so on Minnesotan. It's just like. Right. And, and that the, and the government, you know, Trump's making it seem like Minnesota is a bad place. And I'm like, you could not have predicted that would have been the place. No, ever. Would have been your I last mean, on the list. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, because it is so out of character for Minnesotans in general, but you know, just the ethos of the state, everything. It's yeah. just like, really? Um, so, but, but in the box, exogenous variable, then shit gets really bad okay. <laughs> after that. And that's what we've seen. What happens is, is you get people who are really, really on edge and just basically maintaining. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then some, exogenous variable in this case a murder uh throws them throws a lot of them over the edge and and so you you get you get people and it's not a pleasant thing to watch because essentially the reptilian brain takes over and you are dealing with people who have literally lost the ability to reason and uh, those are scary times, man, because that that that's when your 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 need for situational awareness is super high. Yeah. And you get a lot of people who don't understand situational awareness. I've always been lucky in that regard is that I, I have a very high perception and and awareness factor for situations. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, oh, this is going to be really, really bad. And will and how are you thinking about it? Because it's your quants are running the company. How do you think about silver linings from all this? So, you know, obviously, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to uh, look at a such a tragic series of events, yep. right? First with COVID, and and then with lockdown, and and with the with people sort of shutting down thought and and debate there as well, right? You remember mm-hmm. back in in March, literally, if you were not behind the the um, uh, yeah, if you if you were not behind that, you you were a heretic. You were to be burned at the stake, no questioning allowed, and and so you know. E- People didn't even talk about the second and third order effects. Right. You know, how many people, um, the, one thing that I looked up during the time is it, it, domestic violence soars during mm-hmm. those kinds of times. And and depressions turn into patholo- pathological depression. And, you know, people start killing themselves and killing their spouse. And, and, then, and then what about people who... You know, it's all well and good for me and you to lock down, Howard. Yeah. Right? We, we, I said it was it, the best it, thing. Exactly. Right? Because hey, we got a lot of space. We got a lot to to keep us busy, etc. Yeah. And it's it's not the case for a big percentage of Americans. No, and, not if they're left thinking about how they're going to make ends meet. If that's yeah. your, if that's what you're locked in with, that's not good. Yeah. 
I'm I mean, not locked in with a, that one thing. That's the major difference. I'm locked in. Forget space. Forget family. I'm locked yeah. in with not worrying about when the market will open. Exactly. And and that and that is a huge advantage, right? So, I guess you asked about silver linings. Uh, I I I guess coming out of this, um, we're we're going to have. Uh, what I think is an overdue review of a lot of our social institutions. Um, and, and hopefully that will be done when people have uh, restored their ability to reason. And it's not going to happen on social media, by the way, oh. right? Uh, because this is that, that, that's exactly yeah. that, 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 that is, that is people who have become so insane you can't that, even joke. I have to. No, I've never deleted right. more of my own tweets than in the yeah. last ninety days. Like yep. I never would yep. delete something other than everything. Meaning, like right. I'll just delete everything. But I never had to yep. delete a single tweet as a single yep. thing. And then half yep. the time, I look back a half an hour and I go, I shouldn't have said. Like it's not that I shouldn't have said it. It's that I'm going to be shamed to shit at some point. Exactly. And and that kind of behavior uh, is toxic. And that kind of behavior uh, does not lead to good outcomes for society as a whole. Right. Um, and and I do think that there is going to be, uh, in quotes, a reckoning. And and the reckoning, like I said, it's not going to happen on social media. It's it's going to happen in in living room. Yeah. Well, not. I I don't know. I don't know about that. I I think that because. I think that when when the reckoning happens, there will be sanity and rationality returned in in some small degree, sure. right? And that allows people of good intention, right? We're so, seeing that. Like, Most of the protests are peaceful. Yeah, exactly. the 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 problem The problem with that, and that's another thing you model, right? So, uh, the, what's happening and what happened was straight out of the anarchist playbook. Uh, you know, what you do is, is when you get a group of mostly male, mostly young people together and their intent is to be peaceful that, and, and let's just stipulate that that is true. Um, and then you introduce into that group, um, a, uh, masters of mayhem. What happens is you quickly lose control of the entire crowd, not just the masters of mayhem, right? But because of our mimetic nature, um, it's it what it what it what it gives people is it's okay for you to break that window. It's okay for you to hit that person, right? And you know the madness of crowds. It's not like we haven't known about this for a long, long period of time. But what we're seeing is, uh, for lack of a better word, the professionalization of the masters of mayhem. And, you know, all you need is a dozen, right? And and they can turn a crowd of a thousand that were incredibly peaceful. Angry, yes, of course, but peaceful. Mm -hmm. They can turn that crowd into a looting uh, Molotov cocktail throwing and we're seeing mob, that, yeah. and that's exactly what you're seeing. And and, and social media so, is being used to just gather people. It's not even used oh, that for good right now. It's not even absolutely. being used for good. Because no, the no, charity no, no, and no. the links to charity and the Black Lives Matter hashtags and all that, 
pales in comparison to how they're using Reddit and Twitter to gather and do bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, look, you know me. I'm not going to indict social oh, media no, no, for no. one. It just is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you are either. Yeah. I'm, saying, I'm saying that not we, both rec- we both recognize that um, that is one of the real downsides of social media that both of us, by the way, knew about before getting involved with social media, right? Oh, yeah. It was just a tool. It's just a hammer yeah. that I'm good at. I can't use a hammer. I'm Jewish. Can't use a real hammer. So uh, right. Twitter is my hammer, a digital hammer. And exactly. it only works for what it works. It doesn't work in a loud moment like we've had. Uh, local no. local works. Taking my son to give food, uh, showing up, showing your face. That, that's the only thing that works. And local works very, very well. Yeah. I agree. And that, you don't need social for local. You just got to show nope. up with your hands yep. and uh, your face. The um, So you were saying the living room. So the living room meaning family? Um, for for the silver for how we're going to change things because social won't. Oh work. oh yeah no so so I think that I think that there will be a, a an ongoing discussion, um, and I don't know that it's going to lead anywhere, but it might. I think that I think that the Overton window, if you will, right, which which is what society says is and isn't. Uh, reasonable to have discussion in polite society. Okay, um, I think that that's going to get broader, and a lot of things are going to get discussed. Hopefully, rationally. And and again, being a data guy, let's hope that that we can bring some data in to these various discussions, and then and then see what that points to, right? So for example, there are a lot of good uh, data sources showing what's really helpful when you're putting together a police department, for example, and what's really not helpful, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? So really not helpful, according to the data, is militarizing the police. And, uh, you know, I've So why are they going there right away? Just because that's how they think, or is that a playbook that they're following, or is it just? I I I don't you know I don't I don't have a reasonable answer for that. Yeah. I I always used to compare um, the L.A. uh, PD with uh, NYPD. Okay. And so so L.A. PD got militarized a lot earlier than NYPD. And man, you could see the results of that, right? It's like so. So during the whole Rodney King thing, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you had these guys. I mean, it was pretty hard to distinguish between them and and you know a Navy SEAL right. <laughs> with the amount of gear they had. Right. Um, NY, NYPD wasn't like that back then, right? Right. It was they, still, they were friendly. They walked the yes, street. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And and so there's a lot of empirical data that just shows that that works so much better that, you know, that a cop, you know, just something as simple as having the same man or woman cop right on the same beat. Guess what happens? They know all the people. They know their names. Mm-hmm. And 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 it and so rather than the immediate uh, re- immediately resorting to some kind of violence or, or um, yeah, blunt you know, force. Uh, blunt force. They're like, no, I know, I know Tom and Mary. 
you know, the, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to do something crazy here. Yeah. Again, it comes back to sort of that local idea, right, Howard? Right. It's yeah. like when, when it's local and you know each other, right? It's like you and I know each other really well. And so we, we wouldn't, we're not going to jump to some kind of crazy conclusion. Mm-hmm. I generally find that happening when, it, when you've sunk into a, you know, it's us versus them. Um, my job is, uh, to make sure that these people can't do what they're doing and God damn it. I have the armor to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. And, and I just think that's, that's, that's the wrong path. Yeah. Um, vertical and, cities are going to have a hard part reason because you can't walk the street and know everybody if everybody's getting in elevators and going up the elevators. So I think New York, San Francisco, LA are going to have it the hardest. I, I've just noticed in my own Thing that Phoenix, San Diego, for whatever reason, stronger than uh, uh, you know Coronado. Obviously, it's a small town, and everybody knows sure. everybody, anyways. But even Phoenix, a very local, a lot of neighborhoods because you got to drive to get to other neighborhoods. So you, you right. have a very neighborhoody thing, and it's just it's just working great. Yeah, and 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 that's to be expected, right? It's it's like when when you when you start just like looking at the underlying data and 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 trying to be as beginner's mind as possible, right? Try try to um, if you do have strongly held beliefs on it, try to try to put them to the side, and then just say, okay, well, what does the data show, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I think a lot. I think at least. Um, and I, again, I'll always add the proviso. I could be wrong. Um, but I do think that there's going to be some conversations held not on social media, but among people, uh, and groups, uh, that really do care about this stuff. Um, and that with any luck, some, some good results will come out of that. Um, as far as, you know, the market, as far as all that kind of stuff goes, you know, I don't know. I, I, so here's something I've changed my mind about. Right. Okay, so, so I now believe in, in, in guaranteed basic income. Um, I, I never believed in it because the data said it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you look at the Scandinavian countries who have, have tried it, they've all stopped it because they found it really doesn't work. But why am I in favor of it then? Well, I'm in favor of it because, it seems to me that this crisis has also reminded us that people who have nothing and they have no hope of anything, uh, you know, they have nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And and so they they might engage in behavior that they wouldn't otherwise if they if they weren't in such a a marginalized position. So. You see it, especially I, I just watched the Epstein thing. These women, these young girls that had no money for two hundred dollars—what a rabbit hole that was! Oh, it's terrifying. So we I'm saying, like, too. how can how can not giving away money be well, bad and, at that yeah, level? Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, the way I kind of look at it is, okay, um, all, the empirical evidence says this doesn't work. Um, if it works, for, let's say it works for forty percent. And right, and doesn't work for sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that forty percent that it actually works for will be so productive. Exactly, exactly. That's what they never so, remember. They don't remember the exponential of the forty percent. The the forty percent can do. If the sixty exactly. percent were going to be bad anyways, 
That's right. That's right. And so, and so I, you know, I, I, I very unlike me in that I normally don't make, um, uh, uh, policy in my quote, you know, what I support, what I don't support. I, I normally let the data lead me to my conclusions. This is one where the data is saying anecdotally, yes, you can make it say whatever you want, but I don't think we have enough data. Now we have a little more data. Yeah. And, but we got to give it a try. We are giving it a try. I I know. Andrew Yang is president right now, but I, you know, it's so funny. We (laughs) had that, you know, you know, Andrew Yang is president. Yeah. Can, can, uh, you you know, know what? he's got the, it's the same color skin, orange, yellow. It's very close. Yeah. yeah, and you know that I always try to stay about as far away from politics as possible because you know I I. But we are giving beliefs, away money. That's true, and so we'll know um, a lot more. We will, and but what I think, um, you know, we had uh, Chris Arnady uh, who wrote the book Dignity on Infinite Loops, right? And and he brought up something that I hadn't even thought about, which is really um, something we need to solve for, and and that is. Most of these people, like on the bottom rungs of the ladder, uh, economic ladder in society, are unbanked. They don't have banks. Trust me. Look at Chime. Look at all these unbanked companies that I never thought would do well. They're crushings. Yeah. Square, and so we, Venmo. So, so we've, we've got to figure out a way. I don't know. Maybe it's a debit card. Maybe it's Oh, whatever. we figured out a way. It's just the government's 90 years old and doesn't want to, like, they're, they're sending money from a helicopter when you could Venmo it, surgically get it into people's hands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you know that. And that we need young really leaders. Like I mean. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I think we're going to have totally this will be agree. the last old leader. The funny thing is, Mayor Pete would have been the guy. Andrew Yang would have been know, the guy. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. I totally know what you mean, and and so I, I I'm not an ageist, right? Because I I know some people who are seventy whose mind whose minds are younger than most thirty of year olds. Of course, but you know my but, point. But this country needs I, to go. Hey, down. I. I concede your point. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And I say it in the market. Look at that. Look, at, we could talk about the market. This was a vanguard world. I'm not saying it isn't still in a yeah. black rock world. We got Barstool oh. Dave moving stocks. We have CNBC fighting on air. Thank God they're going to die from within. We have, uh, you know, social not working. And all of a sudden Robin Hood, eToro, stock twits, Reddit, we're exploding. Barstool with people talking about active investing, price discovery, uh, ideas, uh, and 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 that's the and that I think you, this is you, the we, crazy thing that I never would have seen. And and you you talked about silver linings earlier. That's another one. Of them. I think it's a massive I silver lining. I, I do too. I do too. I think that what we're seeing is, you know, what we're seeing, in my opinion, is. A, literally a shift in what I call ground state reality, yeah. uh, consensus reality. And it's almost always messy and it's almost always terrifying for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. But I think that what we're seeing here is exactly what you just said. Yeah. What we're seeing is people saying, you know what? Uh, 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 okay. Yeah. Keep, keep your government way of doing things. Keep your, your 286 machine. Uh, you know, meanwhile, I'm going to, I'm going to use all of the tools available to me as yeah. a young guy. And they're not uh, bad. And I'm, I'm going to eat your lunch. I saw a tweet today that I thought was really funny. It was the barstool, uh, uh, sports guy Uh saying, uh, (laughs) saying something along the lines of tell grandpa to get off the field talking about (laughs) Berkshire Hathaway. (laughs) Oh, and there's just, just, 
it's, I'd love it. It's, it's trash talk. So it's trash talking. <laughs> and he's just we needed someone to trash talk Warren Buffett. I trash talk him and it sounds like I'm just uh, just jealous. I'm not jealous. Exactly. It's just, exactly. He's great, Warren. But like we needed someone to just spike the ball on his forehead. And clean his yeah. ears and nose, and, and so now we have the another silver line. We have the weed whacker from. Uh, we don't just have a ball shaver. We have the weed whacker f- uh, from uh, Manscaped, so you can clean your nose. I just think I'm tired of looking at the old man. He's an old man. I lo- I know <laughs> that he likes Coca Cola, and he's entitled to make a mistake about airlines. What's that? And you know what? You know what else? I think Howard. I, I this might just be a guess on my part, uh-huh. but I think he kind of likes McDonald's too. He loves McDonald's, and I'm, I, I own McDonald's. <laughs> but I just think we've created our own monster, and the monster of this is kids are not going to go back in the box. They'll never click on Vanguard. I am. I, they, it, and by the way, they shouldn't, because owning 500 stocks, as you know, even if it means you should own 495, as you will agree with me, anything less than 500 is you're doing a better job than the last generation. You should not own yeah. 500 stocks. Yeah. That is my and new model. Now we have now we have the tools yeah. in place that are actually useful, yeah. right? And and we're going to watch what happens when you have this distributed level of intelligence in the hands of just everybody, oh. right? And man, you're you're invested in half these companies. I'm invested you know in half exactly of them. I didn't know what was going to be the event. I didn't want to be the guy that say act passive investing is dumb because passive is active. Vanguard, Vanguard, S and P five hundred is an active quant fund. Absolutely, it's just a locomotive. It's just a steamship. And, and so I've been saying I've been saying that for thirty years, and and people now it's just I happening. I you mean, know? I I'm can not, imagine not the amount of money that's going to come out of Vanguard if they don't get their act together in the next forty years. And well, yeah, it's interesting, right? These things, but that's the other thing that's really interesting to me, Howard, is everything in human society is cyclic, right? Yeah. And 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 it and it once you understand that, and once that you literally let your brain get unlocked yeah. to see that, it's kind of like. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Whenever, whenever I, I love these people, you know, who, who either on Twitter or other social media, Instagram, whatever, you know, they, they state some opinion, right. And, and they don't think it's an opinion. They state their opinion as a fact. And, and, and then they say, they write something stupid, like full stop, uh, or, you know, whatever. And I just look at it. I, I always smile. I very rarely comment, right? Because that I'm only going to agitate them mm-hmm. because they're not really thinking. That's my problem with dogmatic ideology, right? It's like when you, when, when you sink into that, you become a cult member zombie. And, yeah. and the ability to have real thoughts goes away. Yeah, and, your son had uh, Patrick O'Shaughnessy and Patrick, who does this great unbundling bundling. And that's what we're getting in the markets, I think. We're, we're, exactly. in this, we're in this changeover, maybe from everything being bundled to Vanguard. Now yep. it's helped it's, the government. I think the final move could be it's just made it so easy for the government to just buy crap, and that's what yeah. we're seeing right now. The airlines exactly. are going up because they they're probably just buying the indexes. They're just probably buying the lagging indexes, so the airlines sure. are part of the indexes. And boom, 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 boom. It's easy, boom. right? It's you just know, so it's easy, like, and it's so and sloppy. You gotta, it's so you, sloppy. Well, we are again, at peak sloppiness. Remember, Remember, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades uh, are are great uh, metaphors for government work. You know, close. Hey, you still win. 
<laughs> well, I call it peak sloppiness because we've now ab- we've adopted Lulu as as our clothing, which is mm-hmm. you know you consider it sloppy. Uh, it's expensive yep. in fashion, but it's sloppy. But we're at peak sloppiness in the financial markets. It's like oh we got a te- we got a playbook fed. Oh, and now the, it's too complicated to run the playbook because you know it's we're old, so we're just going to use ETFs. We're not even going to fucking. <laughs> direct the money properly we're just going to use etfs and we're finding out how inefficient well if you're a short seller you this is the worst storm because you're oh, it you're, truly is you're being run over by the inefficiency of how so sloppy the buying it's is. like so i've had on on my podcast really super smart guys like mike green and and shane O's, and these guys are smart yeah right and 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 they and, and talk about uh you know forensic accounting yeah. Right. And and so these guys literally have, you know, I could talk to them forever. Right. Because I could learn so much from them. They're so smart and they and they and they find all the errors and they find everything. And then they short the stock and it goes against them. Because you know, there's a tsunami of cash being exactly. unleashed on ETFs. Exactly. Exactly right. And, you know, it's, again, situational awareness. Right. If you are situationally aware you look and you go, oh, my God, that's a tsunami, yeah. right? What, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay here and, and watch it come in? Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to run as fast as I can and grab onto something so I don't drown. And that's Barstool and, jumping on Warren Buffett. He doesn't even know why yeah. he did it. He literally, if, if he listened to this, he'd go, oh, that kind of makes sense because it does make sense. But he's literally the guy breaking every rule and surviving in one in a hard bear market like where everything he could care less what we're talking about literally oh, could no, care I less. Know. and it's working uh, the, the, yeah yeah but That's the only awesome. thing that the only thing i will add there howard is uh-huh. it's working now i know but it's fun. Right. it's entertainment for me so oh, it's, it's definitely it'll be entertaining when he's wrong i think oh, it's absolutely. more entertaining when he's wrong Oh, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll probably do, he's really, his because he'll say, wait a minute, I hate being wrong. I'm going to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and so it's like, you know, if you don't know who you are, the market is a very expensive place to find out. Yeah. The, the, um, the other thing is this, this fractionalization, this is their moment. The fact that kids can buy 20 bucks in Amazon and one share, this was a tsunami in that favor. So I'm seeing a oh, lot and of no, apps. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the whole idea, what's so interesting about that is, you know what, it, you, you, you know what that used to be called when Jesse Livermore strode around Wall Street it used to be called a bucket shop. Mm-hmm. Well, now everybody's where, where, a bucket shop, which is great. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, whereas literally Good you point. could go in, you could go in, it was really, you, it was the first kind of um, ancient derivatives, right? Because you were, it was just like betting, right? And, but but what you were betting on were fractional shares of the mm. stocks of the day, yeah. right? And and now we have the technology to actually make that a reality. And yeah. and the you know how cool is it that kids these days can buy you know a fraction of anything? I think it's awesome. It's awesome. I wrote about today jets. It's like it's just a consumer product. It just bundled all the airlines into an ETF, so you don't have to learn it. You just say I want airlines. Boom. Will it last? Done. No. But at the point is, not. it was a great product for the moment for people to just say, I want to bet against Warren Buffett and I don't want to pick one airline. So Jets is now the number one. And I see it on Stocktits every day. Jets is Justin Timberlake today. Tomorrow, bets will be Madonna. And then the next day, some penny stock will be the president, you know? 
so so the so the only thing uh, you know just to stay true to my nature that I gotta that I gotta put in here is the, what does concern me right is there's of course <laughs> there's going to be a wash there, out. right yeah. and 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 that well, that's what I was writing is, about today you don't get these things at the bottom no and and the thing is the the it's going to cause a lot of pain in so a lot of people got interested right they started doing things like the barstool guy and uh-huh. and and it keeps working it keeps working right and and i i again i mentioned my journals i i found one from when i was i, I guess 22 and and i my my first several trades had all gone in my favor right mm-hmm. and i thought i was a genius and of course <laughs> yeah. i wasn't um and and i learned that lesson luckily young right yeah. Um, and, and so unfortunately I just think, I hope it's not, I hope it's not a lot of money that they're going to lose. It's very fractional. It's very distributed. Like I just don't, I don't want to give away all the things that I'm seeing right now, but mm-hmm. I have never, and I can't say I, I was nervous. Robin who went down, I got calls from my LPs. This was in March. It's going to be a yeah. zero. You know, Robin Hood's a zero. And then I had other friends, Brian Norgar, call me and goes, you, these people don't understand scale. All news is good news as long as they're not, you know, truly in trouble. All news for, for companies that are at scale, whether it's Tinder or Robin Hood are good. And then they had their record quarter and just raised $400 million. People, like, scale is something just not enough people understand from software. Oh, yeah. And it is something, you know, with Slack for, uh, in particular, it's Slack too. we, we, we really understand the importance of scale. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but you also need to do, we've been very lucky, uh, because, you know, Patrick, uh, is very personable. And, and so a lot of these VCs that, you know, you, I couldn't get on the phone. You couldn't get on the phone. Mm. Patrick can. And, and one of the things that he's, been really thoughtful about is the lesson of so so start with a relatively small group right yeah. and then cater to their every whim yeah. right corner so, of the world so, risk start risk it, at the it, corner you don't win from europe you win from the corner of the world exactly and 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 then you can scale yeah. because you've 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 figured a lot of stuff out that people who just you know it's like the old joke well like the dot com right e toys yeah. right that was always a bad business well, they were model, boiling always. the earth they were trying to boil yeah. the earth yeah 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 let's boil the ocean to make our little cup of tea yeah. and 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 so uh, you know we, we learn right we go on I just think I personally think you know when when all of this craziness calms down and and you do see kind of some of these changes to consensus reality i think it's going to be good oh i honestly do i'm super bullish i'm super bullish nothing's changed except prices the i don't think kids play if there's one game parents should have their kids play it's risk even though it's luck in terms of dice it's all strategy and you learn you learn the game of scale and global domination by starting out in siam and building your armies and building your armies and then moving up fucking into Eastern Asia. So, and, so or you I start played, in Peru. Well, no one wants to start in Peru in the real world, but in the I, world right. of world domination, you hang out in Peru, you make friends with the locals and the Sandinistas, and then you slowly move your way up 
into Central America <laughs> and into the USA. And and the stock market too, you with all these new tools, you can jujitsu yourself with into the corner of the world where you just learn with fractional ownership. You can learn with a hundred dollars, you can learn with five hundred dollars. And then yep. one day you could be the next Warren Buffett. That's what I'm saying. I and you know what, I agree with you. I, I wrote a while back and, and you know it got it got a lot of uh, kind of sarcasm about it. And I didn't understand why it should. And what I said was, you know, the Warren Buffett of 2038 is going to be very different than the Warren Buffett of today, i.e. that the person who is that generation's Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. he he or she is is going to get there through a completely different path because how could they not? And at right? a much younger age, Warren got all his money after he started making his money after he was 60. I know. I know. And so I, I just think that, again, I, I look, I, as you know, I am incredibly bullish on people in general, yeah. American people in particular, because we still have, you know, a rule of law, the ability to to, you know, uh, roll your sleeves up and, and, and try some things out. And I don't know, how would you ever short human ingenuity? I just, it's crazy to me. I see these kind of, these gloom and doomers and, you know, the world is ending and, you know, they used to call them the Club of Rome, right? Yeah. They, they, and Malthusians, right? They, they, that, you know. Life finds God, a way though. Life finds, it's it, like Jurassic Park. Go watch Jurassic it, Park when you're upset and go see the second exactly. two, male, two male dinosaurs created that whole mess. Exactly, right? Now find a way. So, so and speaking anyway, of finding a way, infinite loops, quickly, what uh, what made you finally decide to throw some mics down? So. And what is uh, it? And what is it quickly? So people so can. So infinite, infinite Loops is a new podcast uh, that I uh, host. Uh, and my colleague, Jamie Catherwood, is the one who actually does all the real work yeah. because they know me and I, I wouldn't do any of that legwork. Yeah, Canute um, does it all for me. Exactly. Yeah, you need, you exactly. Need, you need right? a Zorro. So, so, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to, to, uh, have a platform for kind of advancing something that I had always tried to do in other methods, which was shine, shine a light or do an interview, maybe with somebody people haven't heard of now, right? We, we, we do have people that everyone knows on, right? Mm-hmm. But, but like, so Liz Hall was somebody who did a hundred, uh, 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 thre- uh, tweet uh, thread on her very unconventional ideas about investing, and I read that, and I'm like, "Huh, I, I, I bet, I bet it would be really interesting to have a conversation with her." And we did. And then, and then um, Chris Arnady with his book Dignity, I read that, you know, when it first came out, and I was like, "This is really a." I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't know this stuff, right? And and B, it it. My my comedian daughter always is good for me and my humility because she just nails me time and time again. But the fact is, people like you and me, we do live in bubbles. It's yeah. it's it's true. Yeah. And and so having Chris uh, outline first in his book, but then on the podcast, you know, these are voices that I think it's really important for people to listen to because I think the messages are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean that that I'm going to subscribe and or go along with everything they have to say. I just think that we, you're going to have an interesting conversation, and and so uh, you know I thought, well, why not? Let's do it. Let's see how it goes. And so so far, it's been a lot of fun. 
Okay, well, people will find it. I'll link to that. And uh, hopefully we'll, you know, round three at some point in the future. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, oh, it's show. always my pleasure. My right. pleasure, my good friend. All right, buddy. Um, uh, all right, have a great weekend. You too. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I thought the sound was way better. That mattered to me. Oh, yeah. I just We were in the moment. Like, at least we had that sound. I wish we could do... We've gone The down. content in the first one was great, but... Yeah, in we've the gone on a learning curve on this. I, was it... I think he just had a better connection. Or was it, he didn't use WhatsApp the first no. time. Yeah. We learned. Amazing that WhatsApp and Wi-Fi. It was So, uh, thank... That was great. I had a million questions I didn't get to, but I think we got to some of the stuff which is important, which is the markets are changing, and we're both bullish, as always. Uh, anyways, every, and that's paid. Being bullish is paid. Uh, and, and we could, you know, the Fed might have saved us, whatever, yada, 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 but uh, the markets were going to start right. growing up at some point. All right, we'll be back soon with another Panic with Friends. <laughs>